What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. How are we? How's everyone doing? Yes. Happy Tuesday, everyone. It is a scorching Tuesday, if you will, here yeah. in New England. Just Unseasonably. Abs- <laughs> yeah. Just horribly. I, it's one of those days where it says that it's like 93 degrees and the feels like is higher than that. Yeah. Like it said like feels like 100 and I was like, oh no. Which I know like some places in the world that's very normal. And I guess I wouldn't say it's like super abnormal here, but we're just in a really long stint of it. Like it's going to be like yeah. three or four days, which is more abnormal. So RIP my electricity bill. <laughs> yeah, literally. RIP our <laughs> lunchtime walks. <laughs> yeah, it's really really a downer but I did see this TikTok that really yeah sprung me into reality that said like anyone that complains about the heat just be grateful that it's not 4 30 p.m on a Tuesday in February <laughs> or something like that and I was like wait yeah. so true I would rather have this any day but same anyway same same this week we are chatting all about the Sunday scaries so I have I feel like some people don't know what the Sunday scaries are and we're gonna get into it a little more but you knew what they were right yeah, I knew what they were, and I would consider myself someone who hasn't, like, really struggled with the Sunday scaries, but I've definitely gotten them, know what they are. They're definitely a downer, but we're here to show you how to make your Sunday series the Sunday not scaries. <laughs> I can't think of the opposite of scary. The Sunday sunnies. <laughs> yeah, oh, cute. <laughs> yes, so we're going to talk through, you know, what are the Sunday scaries? Why do we experience them? And some, you know, day-to-day tactics we can take to combat them and just overall reduce anxiety about the upcoming week, reduce anxiety about how you spend your weekend, all of those things, which are so real. Yeah, for sure. You deserve to spend your days off not stressing about these things. Just taking some time to relax. Easier said than done, though. True. (laughs) So before we do that, let's jump into our segment, starting with the week in review. So this week, I just wanted to bring up, I guess, maybe like a tale as old as time. And I feel like you guys know I moved about a month ago now. And I feel like whenever I move, it's like a meme that I have everything set up so quickly because I tend to do so much prep work beforehand. Like it was always just like a joke of like how quick I would have my dorm ready. Like I would literally have everything set up like the same day I moved in, which is just unnatural. (laughs) And I feel like I tried to do that with this place, but there was just so much more to pack and be aware of because we were like basically starting from scratch and had to get everything just between the two of us. And so I feel like I was focusing on just like a lot of appliances and like other things that I didn't have time to like come with all of the decor that I normally would have done. And you guys know I'm really into interior design. I'm not like versed or anything. I just am really enthusiastic about it. I think it's like really important to my well-being and everything. And I really enjoy the process of picking out, you know, aesthetic decor and making sure everything goes together and whatever. And I feel like I'm really conflicted between wanting just to have everything set up and feel like I'm totally, you know, in a final state of this apartment and ready versus wanting to take my time and like slowly curate all the pieces. 
so that's been kind of hard for me because I understand the value in like taking it slow and like slowly finding things that are like perfect. But at the same time, I feel like when I have a lease, it's just in my head. I feel like I have this like ticking time bomb of like, you're only here for 15 months kind of thing. And like, it's already been a month. So like, what are you doing? Not being fully set up. I don't know. I don't know if this is something other people think about or struggle with, but I'm just trying to find the balance. I feel like I'm going to home goods and like, you know, different markets and stuff like every single weekend, just trying to find stuff. And I'm like getting stressed that I'm not finding stuff that I like and that the walls are still blank and things like that. But it's like probably not that deep. Just wanted to <laughs> throw it out there in case anyone else is like this and just is like wants to be 100% finished with things. And like, I guess maybe just putting together like a full house, putting together a full apartment is just something you like never really finish or like at least have to take really slow. So yeah, we're navigating. But with all that said, if you have any home decor sites that you like, send them my way. I'm specifically looking for a lot of wall art because I want to do a gallery wall in our dining room. We have like a humongous blank wall in the dining room. So yeah, let me know. Obviously trying to thrift a lot of it, but I've actually found there's not a lot of thrift places in Boston for like home decor. Like there's a lot of places Mm -hmm. for clothing but not as many, like, obviously, I guess I just didn't realize that New Hampshire was a good place to do that because I felt like every thrift store in New Hampshire had a ton of furniture and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like around here, that's not really the case since I guess they're just smaller and they're more like apparel focused. I don't know. So maybe I need to like drive out of the city and go visit some places to really find stuff. But yeah, would appreciate any recs in the Boston area or online. And let me know if anyone else thinks this way. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I also was the type that, like, had things pretty set up pretty much the day, if not the day after, um, moving in. I also had the luxury three out of the four years at Assumption. I moved in early because we had tutor training. So I got, like, the whole place to myself and was like, I'm using this time wisely while, like, I don't have to trip over people to get my own stuff sorted. Um, but I will say it really stresses me out. And I feel like YouTubers are a huge offender of this. They'll sign a lease and then take six months of the year lease to like fully decorate. And then they'll mm-hmm. upload this apartment tour. And then two months later, they're like, I signed a new lease. And I'm like, yeah, cough, oh, cough, best what? dress. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, <laughs> and she, she always does, did that. And she always does such a beautiful job in her apartments. And then she's like, I'm leaving. And I'm like, Sister, yeah. I'm so stressed out right now. Like, why? Yeah, she really makes me want to get wallpaper. I'm still thinking about yeah. wallpaper for this wall right here that Kylie's looking at. But yeah, no, they totally do that. And it makes me – I don't know. Maybe that's Stressful. why. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I really see both sides. But I think just the fact that yeah. Elise has an expiration date is, like, stressing yeah. me out. Like, I'm like, what if I get all set up and then I don't even have time to enjoy it, you know? But what if you get it set up too fast and then you're just like, eh, it's all right, but like whatever. Exactly. Exactly. You know? yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I so. get it. I get it. Well, I hope you find some peace <laughs> in the balance with that. <laughs> um, for my week in review, not a lot to update on. I have started into like the phase of applying to jobs where I'm not just like sending stuff into the abyss. I'm actually hearing back from places and getting interviews. So that is very exciting and ideal spot to be in some may say so that's very calming um still holding out hope that the place I'm working at right now will accommodate me and then all of this will be for nothing because I feel like it's very good to like feel stressed and then be like okay well now I don't have to worry about it anymore I don't know if that makes any sense at all but it feels good to have like stuff actually coming through now and I'm like okay if I don't get a full-time offer at the company that I'm working at like there really are other viable options that will come to me 
I think I talked about this in our last episode. Number one, I'm the type of person that needs to hear the same thing from 60 different people before it starts to click in my head. I also think I'm the type of person who needs to like actually see stuff work out. I do a really bad job when I'm in like the beginning phase of something and people are telling me like it is going to work out. I need to see that like initial, even if it's just a small sign from the universe. It's like, yep, nope, it's working out. So yeah, that's very exciting. The anxiety's down. I'm looking forward to the day when all of this effort will be kind of, I don't want to phrase it, when all this effort will lead to me like having a job and being able to like not spend my free time writing cover letters and prepping for interviews and things like that. I feel like a lot of the free time that I would have is kind of being swallowed up by that. And granted, like compared to law school, I still have a way better balance, which is like crazy to me. But um, I'm excited to like be able to explore that balance even more once I have sort of my ducks in a row and don't have to spend that free time applying for jobs and just like have the comfort and safety of like, okay, cool. I'm employed. This is great. And I was actually saying to my roommate that I'm moving in with in August that if all else fails, I am just going to become a bartender. She's been bartending for yeah. years. So she was like, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. She's been doing so it much for money. years. You make so much money. She's been doing it for years. So she was like, if you want a job, I could get you a job. Like I could, like that yeah. would be an easy thing for me to navigate. For yeah. you. And then for those of you who are new girl fans, I would be living a Nick Miller fantasy. There's a character in that show that literally dropped out of law school and bartended and then oh opening his own bar. That's <laughs> funny. I like had a moment in the shower where I was like, I could just be Nick Miller. <laughs> like I literally could just be him. I don't know. So that also brought me a lot of comfort. I was talking to her about it and she was like, Kylie, it's like a, a very it's like cool a viable life that you could live. Option, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I like, I think that's another thing. Not, I won't get too far into this. I feel like this could be a whole episode, but like kind of just reminding yourself and like checking your own, I don't know if it's like classist opinions of like, if mm. you have a degree, you have to work a nine to five office yeah, job. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like you, I don't know if classist is necessarily the right word, but I feel like, especially people who maybe have a degree. Just like the societal kind of, standards. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if you have a degree, you're supposed to work, like, a traditional nine-to-five office job or, like, a job that's very adjacent to the degree that you got. But, like, fuck it. Says who? Why? Why? Yeah. Who cares? So, do you wanna, that's my um, two cents. <laughs> do you want to tell them what happened to you today? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is this is a big L. This is not on my part. No, um, not on your <laughs> But I feel like something something like this had to happen in this process, right? Like, there always has to be some weird thing that happens. It's just so weird. So, well, so so I applied to a position. I literally applied to it yesterday and then ended up sending over a cover letter this morning because on the application, there wasn't a place to put a cover letter, but there was a contact email. So I always like to send a cover letter. They may just put me right into trash or they may be like, oh, that's cool. Like, she must be really interested in this position. So I did that this morning. I get an email this afternoon asking me, telling me that I, um, they'd like to schedule a phone interview with me, send over my availability. I'm like, for tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. For, it literally said for Tuesday or Wednesday, we're recording this on a Monday. Yeah. And so I was like, I literally texted Anya. I was like, that's such a fast turnaround. Like, I can't believe it. And Anya was like, that's pretty normal. Like it means that you're a good fit and they want to talk to you. I was like, awesome. Cool. (laughs) So I send over my availability as per the request of the email. <laughs> I get one back and it says like 
my apologies, that email was sent out in error. We haven't started interviewing for this role yet. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) What? And thankfully, I have like a contact at this place through Anya, actually, technically, is how I have this contact. Um, But so I texted her and was like, it's like, it's no big deal. It is what it is. But I was like, does this mean, I was saying to Anya before we recorded that I had an experience where acceptance emails got sent out to a rejection list on accident. So everyone who was actually rejected for something ended up getting an acceptance email. And as you can imagine, that was a whole mess. So my brain immediately went to that and was like, oh, am I on like a rejection list somewhere? And like, I accidentally got sent this email. And now they're all trying to backpedal and figure out how to like clean up (laughs) this mess. So I figured I would text the person that I know working there and just be like, do you, do you have any internal insight on this? And she said that it's true that they haven't started interviewing. It really was just like a mix up and not to think too much of it on my end. But yeah, I was like, that's such a bummer. Yeah. It's not really a a great look for them, (laughs) but no. And I guess you'll see if you'll, and you were like, what do I say? (laughs) Yeah. I ended up saying something like, I understand, like, I'd love to be considered once you start interviewing or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of don't understand if I'm being honest. Like, I, <laughs> I actually like, wish you would explain, but like. You're human. It's fine. I understand that you make mistakes. But like, logistically speaking, I'm like, this is a very how? specific email to mess up. <laughs> yeah, because it literally said the next two days. Like, what? How? It yeah. must be. I was saying it must be like an HR software or something. Because like, we had. Yeah, like, that's what I think it is. Yeah, we had like this candidate portal that like people didn't really know about when they applied. But it was like through there. And it's like we could track it and like send emails. Like, I'm sure that's what it was. But it's just so weird. Anyway, so if the people who may end up interviewing me are listening, it's all good. The powers that be. I get it. It's totally fine. You make mistakes. It was just definitely one of those like head scratcher moments of like, what? (laughs) Anyway, let's move into our favorites. So my favorite for this week, I feel like everyone has been on this train for a while and I just only recently hopped on, but it is Smart Sweets, um, mm-hmm. particularly the peach rings. So if you don't know what Smart Sweets are, I'm actually going to look it up because I want to like read the nutrition facts. So yeah, they're basically candy free of sugar alcohols and artificial sweeteners. So their whole branding is like cake sugar, keep candy, which if you guys know me, you know that my like guilty pleasure is usually like gummy fruity candies like Mm -hmm. I like chocolate I like cake I like cookies all those things but like if I could have my way as far as like a sweet palate I would always choose like something sour or like gummy that's just like what I'm into and so I wanted to try smart sweets and there aren't that many places around here that I feel like have them I got them at a store called Cambridge Naturals which I love that place if you guys are from Boston it's like my favorite place to go I think they might have them at Whole Foods, but other than that, I'm not really sure where to go. Um, But it's basically like what little bags of (laughs) candy-like gummies, but they taste legit. So um, I really like the peach ring one because that's like one of my favorites. And it has 13 grams of fiber per bag. Like what? And three grams of sugar and 100 calories. And granted, the bags aren't like humongous, but it's definitely enough to like kick a craving. Oh, yeah. So I'm really into them. I want to try the other flavors now. Um, So if you guys know where to get them, let me know. But huge fan. I think you can order them online, but I don't know if I'm – I don't know if I'm there yet. (laughs) I know. I found them at Target. Um, Mm. 
And I've had the, um, the I don't know what they call them, but the ones that are supposed to be like Swedish fish. Mm-hmm. Those ones are really good. The gummy bears are really good. I didn't like the Sour Patch Kids. I thought the like sugar coating on them kind of tasted like vomit to me. Maybe I'm just <laughs> weird. But like they were like a bad sour, if that hmm. makes sense. Um, but I've been wanting to try the peach rings and I've been wanting to try. They have like watermelon ones. That yeah, I, think I saw that those are like, new. Yeah, which I'm hoping they didn't use the same freaking coating or whatever on those. They yeah. probably did. But cause I don't, maybe I'm just weird. Let me know if you think the coating tastes good, but I did not like it. Yeah, well, I saw that the ingredient, like, because it's not, they don't use any artificial sweeteners. So I saw that the yeah. ingredient that they use is some sort of, like, substance naturally found in, like, figs and, like, raisins. Oh, okay. Like, something like that. So I don't know if maybe you just don't like that taste. But. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, but either way, the ones that don't have that coating on them are very, very good, and I highly recommend. But you have to chug water because there's so much fiber, especially if my IBS girls out there <laughs> chug water because <laughs> you, yeah, you just need to. Trust me on that one. Um, for my favorite, I'm actually going to grab them because they're right here. Your girl went to TJ Maxx because she's a Maxinista, you know? And I got these slides. I'm showing them to Anya. They're just plain black Fun. slides. Nothing mm-hmm. special, right? Chunky. Chunky. Love them. I saw them and I was like, ooh, that's a fun chunky slide. I'm going to be honest. This is a controversial opinion. I don't love Birkenstocks. Like, they're fine. They're fine. But the look, for me at least, just isn't my favorite. So I was kind of in the market for, like, a go-to slide-on sandal that, like, provides the, like, same comfort, but, like, a look that more so aligned with my own wardrobe. I just feel like I don't I'm not going to comment of... on the Birkenstock slander here. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> not even... take it. <laughs> it's not slander, because I, I get why people like them so much. I really do. I just think that, like, with the stuff that I wear, it, like, doesn't... Yeah. Like, it's it like doesn't align boho. super well. Yeah. Yeah. And I always just feel like they're a little out of place and they're never, I don't even have real Birkenstocks. I have fake ones and I never grab for them like ever. So I found these and I was like, nice. And then I tried them on. These are the comfiest things I've ever put on my freaking feet. I couldn't even believe it. I thought I was like, I thought I transcended to heaven. I swear to God. (laughs) They're so comfortable. The like sole is super squishy and then the inside is like padded. So well, tell like, the people the brand. So it's the brand. I don't know if it's Mia or MIA. I'm assuming that's probably <laughs> MIA. I don't know. I was going to say um, it's Mia. Or Mia. Who knows? But so it's TJ Maxx, right? So if, you, if you're in the market for a cute black slide, super comfortable, run to TJ Maxx. Run, don't I walk. Will, I will say that they were on like a display. You know how in the shoe section they'll have like the racks that just have the random shoes and then they'll have a few displays that have like a bunch of shoes in different sizes. This was in a bunch of shoes with different sizes. So they should be on display at your TJ Maxx and there should be a lot of availability, but I don't know if that changes per TJ Maxx store. I don't know what it is, but if you find them, apparently they come in white too. Mm. No news to me. If I see them in white, I'll tell you what, I'm snagging them. And they were $20. Oh, I've just never been so excited about something in my whole life. It's just fantastic. And I had to share. But yeah, don't mean to slander Birkenstocks. I really don't. Because I, <laughs> I get it. Especially Emily. Emily, if my roommate Emily is listening to this, she's literally going to 
come to New Hampshire and murder me in my sleep. The girl loves <laughs> Birkenstock. She's going to be like, how they're dare so you <laughs> speak ill? <laughs> no, they're great. They're great. I just don't necessarily think they're for me. But they're not like Crocs to me. I look at other people wearing Crocs and I'm like, Mm. But I, when I see other people wearing Birkenstocks, I don't feel like that. I'm just like, yeah, cool. Not for me. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Do it with that information. Watch it's all the hate. <laughs> we lose all our we get, listeners. Yeah, we get one star reviews. <laughs> yeah. This bitch hates Birkenstocks. By the way, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars. It yes. would help us so much. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the main episode topic, how to combat the Sunday scaries. So let's start the conversation with what are the Sunday scaries and why do we experience them? I wonder. So despite the cutesy name, anyone that experiences Sunday scaries knows that they absolutely suck. It's basically part of that unpleasant transition from the you know relaxing weekend to the grind of the weekdays. And it's basically just a form of anticipatory anxiety about the week ahead that you would typically experience on Sunday afternoons, Sunday evenings. And I think a big part of it for a lot of people is just mourning the weekend, wondering if you made the most of it, wondering if you made some bad decisions. And it's just never fun. I personally experience the Sunday scaries quite often. I just cannot help but think about my next day, like on a Sunday night shower, like that's where my mind is at. I'm like, all right, what I got to prep in the morning. And it just like stinks to spend your free time like that. Yeah. No, I feel you. I do really do. And I think that like the morning, the weekend aspect and wondering if you're making the most of it really comes from the fact that like, when you think about how much work you do and how like, it's very common for people to have side hustles these days. Like I would argue that most people have a side hustle, So when you think of all the work that you do during the week and then having your side hustles or even your work sometimes bleed into the weekend, two days just don't feel like enough time to really rest, recharge, be social, like do whatever you got to do outside of being a working human being. And so no wonder we get that feeling of anxiety and mourning and all of that. Um, And I think it's important to note that it can show up differently for everyone but it is often accompanied by restlessness, irritability, a vague sense of unease, stomach issues, honestly symptoms that are really similar for my anxiety baddies out there, very similar to like general anxiety. Like I think like you said, anticipatory anxiety is like a really great way mm-hmm. to frame it. Um, and then they can be made worse by things like hangovers, regrets over spending money, wondering if you spent your days off well and feeling like you need to put on a mask or a face for Monday, which again, I mean, a lot of us go out on the weekends, spend money on the weekends. Um, arguably, I mean, I know I spend the most money on the weekends. I really yeah. don't spend that much money during the week. So I feel like if you're that type as well, kind of spending a lot of money all at once can be very anxiety inducing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I also was really glad that we included the whole like putting on a mask for Monday thing, because I feel mm-hmm. like honestly, this could be like a whole episode of basically just like, why do we feel like we can't, as a society, like be our full selves at work? Like, I feel like it's kind of an ongoing joke that like everyone, especially like millennials and Gen Z just have like totally different like work personalities and then life personalities. And it's like, you're not even the same person. Yeah. Um, And so it just kind of stinks that we have to be like that. And I feel like a lot of the 
Sunday scaries that people experience is just knowing like, okay, I'm going to have to put on like my corporate mask self for the next five yeah. days, like see the real self next weekend. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, it's, literally, it sucks. <laughs> Um, but if you experience the Sunday scaries, just know that it's super normal. Um, I found this survey commissioned by LinkedIn in 2018, and it found that 80% of working American adults worry about the upcoming work week on Sundays. And then another survey found that the Sunday scaries average time of arrival is 3.58 p.m., Um, So specific. (laughs) I know. I was like, in this survey, did they literally ask people to like indicate the minute at which they experienced Sunday scaries? They must have. Because like, how do you end up with a time like that? It's so bizarre. Like, they weren't even asking for like a range. Like, they must have been asking like, (laughs) at what minute? (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) On average, do you experience the Sunday scaries? Yeah. And I think another part of it is just that it can also depend kind of on your schedule. So like, if you are working you know, full-time working individual, most people do experience like the more traditional Sunday scaries, like Sunday night going into Monday. But if you're a student and maybe you have like Mondays off, but you have your first class on Tuesday, you might have the Monday scaries and those are just as valid. And it's like the same exact thing. It's just happening on basically your equivalent Sunday. (laughs) Sure. Um, And then just to kind of wrap up defining the Sunday scaries, if you will, we wanted to share a quote from Jonathan Abramowitz, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Abramowitz. Uh, Abramowitz. That's the uh, I'm who, getting. Yeah. He's a clinical psychologist and professor at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, and this is from an Atlantic article that we will link down below. But he said this feeling, whether we call it anxiety, worry, stress, fear, whatever, it's all really the same thing. Psychologically, it's a response to the perception of some sort of threat. The perceived threat varies. It might be getting up early or being busy and on for several days in a row, but the commonality is that we jump to conclusions and underestimate our ability to cope. So I feel like a good like student equivalent, and maybe this is unique to me, but I'm hoping someone can relate. I always got that feeling during syllabus week at like a higher scale where you just like see everything that you have to do and like anticipatorily think like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to cope with this? Um, I feel like the Sunday Scaries really is that feeling sort of minimized because you're not looking at an entire semester's work. You're really only looking at a week's worth. Um, But that feeling of like, am I actually going to be able to get through this? Am I going to get through the week? How am I going to do this? Just really, it's no fun. Yeah. And I like that he brought up that we underestimate our ability to cope. Yeah. Because I feel like obviously, you know, we do cope. Like every single week we figure out a way to do it and we do cope. So you would think that like, having lived as many weeks as we have as 23-year-old people, we would also have figured out that like, it's going to be fine. We are going to be able to cope. But somehow still, every single Sunday, we underestimate our ability to cope and we just anticipate having the busiest week, the roughest week. Um, You know, I like that he said also being on for several days in a row. I think that's just a source of stress for a lot of people. Maybe that's gotten better since the pandemic. I don't know. I wonder for most people, in general, if Sunday scaries have gotten better or worse with COVID. Yeah. I kind of feel like in some ways maybe better because you don't have the same pressures of like getting up, getting ready, packing a lunch, like being out yeah. all day necessarily. I mean, maybe I'm sure some people still do every day, but for the most part, I think a lot of people are working from home at least partially, but I don't know. You can also have the Sunday scaries because you know you're like not really going to be able to leave your house and like get fresh air. I just feel like yeah. it goes, goes and, like, so many I'm- ways. 
I'm sure it like increased levels of like, is this going to be my last week at work? Am I going to get furloughed? Am I going to get laid off? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think we're kind of moving out of those types of threats, but I'm sure at the beginning of the pandemic, like either, you know, you got laid off, unfortunately, or you started to have some sort of like survivor's guilt slash fear that like you were going to be the next one that I'm sure didn't help people at all. But I think it depends on what is the source of your Sunday scaries. And I'm sure that with transitioning back into the office, it might lead to new ways that Sunday scaries manifest themselves. So it's very real, very valid, but we are here to help you combat them at least as much as you possibly can. Yes. And we have some tactics that you can kind of use day to day if you are experiencing the Sunday scaries, or I guess I mean like Sunday to Sunday. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so one tip that we have, this seems pretty, you know, straightforward, but just identifying if there's something specific about the upcoming week that's bothering you. And if you can make any schedule changes or, you know, build in some specific work time to accomplish said thing. Um, so, you know, asking, you know, am I overbooking myself? Am I, you know, scheduling too many meetings? Could I try to move that standing one-to-one with my intern to Tuesday? Could I free up an evening instead of making plans to make sure that I can, you know, get my laundry done at some point, like (laughs) all of those things. Um, And just really taking a look at your schedule. Um, But I know for some people that can also be stressful to look at your schedule if it's something that's already stressing you out. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like sometimes we just don't even think that moving things around is an option, but it totally is. And I feel like most of the time people are more receptive than you would think. Like, um, I don't know, for example, I'm doing a lot of like restructuring with my schedule because I was just kind of hitting a tipping point at work where I felt like I had no time to actually work on my deliverables. Like I would just be in meetings all the time talking about my deliverables, but I would never actually have a chance to do them. And so my manager was like, well, why don't you just like you know, make our one-to-one bi-weekly. Like if you don't need it every week, then that's fine. I don't need it every week. Like we can figure it out. Maybe you can find the time that you're most productive. And if that's the morning, just move all your one-to-ones to the afternoon. Like you have some control over your schedule. And I feel like people often don't think that way. So reclaim your Google calendar. It is yours. <laughs> Obviously you can't like change things that affect like your entire team of like 15 people. But if there are, you know, parts of your job that are within your you know, realm of experience to move around and make better for yourself, then do it. Yeah, for sure. I think another place to kind of find that balance and figure out what works best for you is for some people, it may be best to avoid your screens and checking emails because it may make your anxiety worse on Sunday, again, to kind of think about what's coming up. Um, But for others, it can be helpful to prepare yourself for the, at least the Monday and look ahead and kind of strategize how you're going to attack your to-do list. And so in order to do that, we found a really great tip from a Healthline article. Is it just called like list tactic or did is that? No, I just called it that. I don't know. I don't think they had a name for it. (laughs) Well, so this Healthline article kind of gave a strategy to go about making your to-do list with. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by the number of things you need to get done, then try dividing them into three categories. The first one being things you have to do. These are your high priority, big ticket items. The next one is things that can wait. So maybe these aren't things that you would put on the high priority range, but like you definitely want to get done at some point in the week. You just don't need to get to them right away. And then things someone can help you with, which for my control freaks out there, 
if you're not good at delegating, this is going to be a powerful column. I know I'm horrible at delegating. Horrible, horrible, horrible at it. And I really need to like be active. I'm not necessarily in a position right now where I delegate a lot, but I remember in college needing to like really actively focus on, okay, what can I relinquish some control from and pass on to someone else to make my life a lot easier? Um, So I think those kind of organizing your to-do list, whether you do it just day by day or you do it for the whole week, um, organizing it into those three columns can be really helpful and help you just kind of see everything you need to do in one space and also realize like how little has to like 100% definitely get done and how much can really go on the back burner if you just need to take some time for yourself. Yeah, I think that's a really good point is I feel like I often have to do this like triage exercise because I'll just look at, you know, the rest of the time that I have that week and I'm like, well, there's just absolutely no way all of this is happening. Yeah. And when it when it like really when it boils down to it, you really have so much fewer tasks that like 100% have to happen that week. And I feel like people can take comfort in that. And also maybe you're one of those people that's like, oh, well, just knowing I have to do it eventually stresses me out. But like, sure. hopefully the tips in this episode can kind of help you separate like the concerns that like future you has to have versus present you. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, taking that time and accepting that you can't fix your problem right now can still help interrupt that anxiety and those anxious feelings. Um, and remind yourself you don't have to deal with it alone by writing down the names of anyone you plan to ask for help. And so I feel like people that are listening to this and maybe don't have like anyone working, you know, beneath them, maybe they don't have any interns that they could like delegate things to or ask for help. Um, I feel like that's a time to like bring it up more to like your manager or like your mm-hmm. professor or like what whoever it is that's, you know, in control of the deadlines. Um, and just making sure that you're being very transparent and honest about what you're experiencing and see if there's any way that you could offload some of that because chances are there are ways and you just don't know about them. Um, And once, you know, once you've made your list, you can set it aside somewhere safe. And if the anxiety pops back up, remind yourself you've done everything you can. You've done all the prep work that you can possibly do at this point and gently return your thoughts to enjoying the moment trying to live up the weekend while you have it because that's honestly just the worst part about the Sunday scaries is that we have such limited free time and to spend it thinking about our non-free time is so frustrating. So yeah. Well, and I think like you said, you have such limited free time that I think it's really important to like practice self-compassion for what you did get to do during that weekend even if it wasn't everything you wanted to do and just be honest with yourself. And maybe this is even like a Friday afternoon exercise that you do where you're honest with yourself about what you need that weekend and then reflect back on Sunday on whether or not you met those needs. So you may need a weekend to just do nothing. I was telling Anya, so not to date this episode, but 4th of July weekend is coming up for us. And she was like, oh, you should like make plans because I didn't have anything. And I was like, honestly, I feel like I need a weekend to do nothing. Like I know it's the 4th of July. That's the lamest thing that I can do. But that's where I'm at. Like that's what I feel like I need a few days to just not have to worry about other people's schedules, focus on myself, spend an afternoon watching movies, spend an afternoon sifting through stuff and starting to pack. That like you just, you know, in your gut when you need those moments. And so at the end of the, like when I'm watching Snapchat or Instagram stories and see people out, I'm going to remind myself, hey, bestie, you took, like you knew in your gut that you needed to not be out. Like 
let the FOMO go away, let any regrets that you have about not living this up go away. Like it's fine. You'll have other weekends to live it up and go out and be with people. Do what you got to do in the moment. Um, and just try to forgive yourself for not making plans, for making plans, for spending money, for getting drunk, like whatever it is, just, you can always make it up next weekend. That's the best part about weekends. They do feel really short, but they always come back around. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you get this one and done weekend time off. Like you can always just, you know, adjust and accommodate for the next weekend and do, do what feels right then. Yeah, I feel like I admire your perspective on like the weekends and like the lazy day thing because that doesn't it doesn't seem like that's something that ever bothers you. Like it feels like you're very like forgiving of yourself if you want to just like have a movie day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think it might be like the Sagittarius rising in me, <laughs> but I put so much pressure on weekends to like have fun and like, you know, fit all the stuff that I like wish I could do during the week. And like if I and reflecting on the weekend and I'm like, oh, damn, I wanted to go to this store. Oh, I know I wanted to hang out with this person. Like, I should have made plans with this person. This didn't go as well as I wanted it to. Like, I don't know why. I think I'm kind of the same with, like, vacations. Like, mm-hmm. just put a lot of, like, planning and, like, stress into them. And if it doesn't go as well as I wanted it to in, like, my own weird definition, I'm like, I feel like it was wasted. So I feel like that's the part of this episode that, like, I need to work the most on is, like, not even – the anxiety about the week ahead necessarily, but more just like the anxiety of the backward looking, like reflecting on yeah. the last few days, you know? Yeah. But I feel like it's also important to like, remember that you just might not need recharge days or you mm-hmm. might not need them as often. I've always been the type of person and I'm sure there's people who can relate who like, I love to be social. I love to go out, but then I need time to myself to like recharge. I've never been super extroverted in that sense where like I gain my energy from other people I do find hanging out with other people draining and I don't mean that to sound like when I hang out with people like it's just a a bad experience for me I have a lot of fun when I'm doing it but when it's all said and done and I come back I'm like okay I need some time to recollect and get my shit together and you may not feel that way and that's fine but also like yeah you need to forgive yourself because no not every weekend is going to go the way that you want it to and that's okay because yeah. You know? I'm definitely an get it the next time. Yeah. I'm definitely an extroverted introvert, but I guess I mean like with plans and stuff, I don't even necessarily mean with people. I also just mean like for myself. Like sure, if I really right. wanted to like go to the plant store and like somehow it didn't work out, like I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that's that. Fair. I don't know. That's fair. I don't know. Um, I guess that's just goes back to like how I've talked about how like scheduled I am as a person and like yeah. planned out, you know? Yeah. That time anyway, blocking, man. <laughs> I digress. If the time, yeah, that's the biggest part, honestly. If I look at my Google calendar and I'm like, none of that happened, it's like, it stinks. Anyway, <laughs> um, another tip that we have is to give yourself something to look forward to on Monday so it's not so scary. Even if it's just putting aside an hour on your calendar to go for a walk, make a nice meal. Maybe you're going to sign up for a yoga class or something. I feel like just knowing – because, like, Monday is the scariest day of the week, you know? Yeah. May, arguably Tuesday. Probably I think Monday, Tuesday though. is. But that yeah. is, like, a whole other <laughs> – I don't know. I actually am kind of curious what day do you think is the scariest. Um, but Monday is one of the scarier days of the week. And just knowing, yeah. like, okay, I, I always tell myself this during the workday. Like, I just have to get through, like, X more meetings or, like, I just have to send X many emails. And knowing that you have something to look forward to at the end of the day, great. Helps a lot, I Super. think. Yeah. No, I completely agree. 
And honestly, maybe this is wild. Maybe this is crazy, but you should have something to look forward to every day. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> well, we don't do this anymore, but in like early college, I remember, um, we would do Mojito Mondays, <laughs> which I feel like a lot of people, like, you know, you drink on the weekend. So a lot of people like don't want to drink during the week, but like, it wasn't like you were getting drunk. It was just like, you made a mojito and it was like a fun event because you'd get like real lime and you'd like, or not lime, real mint and you'd like muddle it. Like, it's like a fun experience and you just have a mojito. So I don't know, find your, find your mojito Monday. <laughs> love that love that I want that on a t-shirt um another way to sort of help combat the Sunday scaries is to make your Sundays more exciting this kind of goes to what I was saying you should have something to look forward to every day um but I think saving time for something that you enjoy on Sundays if anything just to like distract yourself from your own anxiety and overthinking and fear and worry and whatever it may be Um, But treating yourself, making it a relaxing day, making it like even if like I'm thinking of our girls like Bestie Anya over here who who (laughs) love her Google Calendar, like setting aside a block of time on Sundays for like that I'm going to spend this time doing the things that I don't want to regret not doing. So like maybe you put like two to four on Sundays and it's like, okay, I want to go to the plant store. If I don't get a chance any other time during the weekend to go to a plant store, I'm going to try to do it in this two to four window. You know the what I mean? The plant store, ladies. Yeah. A <laughs> <That's>... key destination. <laughs> it really is. If it you're is. not spending your weekends going to the plant store, what are you doing? Right. No, That's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I think just finding ways to make your Sundays more exciting. Fridays and Saturdays get a lot of love as far as weekends go, but Sundays should get some love too, you know? So true. Um, this might be an obvious sounding tip, but just really working on practicing mindfulness and trying your best to stay grounded in the present and know that you're doing everything you can to make this moment as best as it can be, to make Monday as best that it can be. And there's obviously lots of ways you can practice mindfulness. Some people like to journal, some people like to meditate, some people like to work out, but just finding a way to like stay grounded in the present, I feel like is the main, you know, takeaway. Cause I think the whole fundamental root of Sunday scaries is that you're worrying about the future and also worrying about the past. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So just finding ways to stay grounded, however that, you know, comes to fruition for you is a great tip. For sure. And then another tip is to find office friends to open up to and rely on. Again, everything's easier with a support network. And I think it's really important to have support networks for all facets of your life. So don't disregard creating a office and a work support network that you can rely on. And just, you know, even if it's like a 15 minute coffee chat with your favorite coworker, where you're both just like, oh, I wish I got to see XYZ this weekend, or I wish I got to do XYZ this weekend, or oh my God, like, I was so busy. I feel like I didn't even get a second to relax this weekend. I don't know. I feel like that could be really comforting to find something like that. Um, and just like focus on nurturing that like support network. Cause again, it just makes going to work a lot easier when you know, you have people who understand you and rely or sorry that you can rely on. And I feel like this is probably harder depending on like the size of your company being remote doesn't exactly help that out. Um, things like that, but try to do it, see what happens, or at the very least finding like if it's not within your specific work or office, like just some sort of network of professional 
people that you can like rely on and vent with. Maybe it's us. Hey. (laughs) Hey, send us a DM. Yeah. Um, I feel like the more we talk in this episode, the more I just am like abolish the five-day work week. Yeah. (laughs) T. Four-hour work week. Or no, not four-hour. Four-day work week is what I need. The four-hour work week is a book, which I should read. I also should read it. But yeah, abolish the five-day work week. Henry Ford. Is it Henry or is it Harry? Henry. Harrison. Harrison Ford? No, Harry Ford? No, Harrison Ford is the Star Wars guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who started the car company? Henry Ford, American industrialist. Okay, yeah. yeah we hate Henry Ford. We hate yeah. him because this is he a- is... <laughs> Henry Ford hate account. Yeah, because he is the one that started the five day work week and the eight hour work week. And that was fine when we were all doing, you know, repetitive manual tasks. But when we're all doing like brain sizzling data analysis, like meeting type work, that's just like a recipe for burnout. Like who asked, Henry? No one, Henry. Listen, Henry, I know capitalism just really got you going, but. (laughs) Henry Ford hate account. Send your Henry Ford hate memes to us. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Um, And our last tip here is you might have seen this coming, but just getting a good night of sleep. Whatever you got to do, take your CBD, take your sleep gummies, have a cup of tea, make sure you're in bed by 10 p.m. on a Sunday. I feel like you're just asking for a more anxious, like high strung experience if you're worried about it and also not getting sleep. So that is a easy fix to try to go to bed at a reasonable hour on Sunday. And if your thoughts are racing, I've been there. Get yourself some sleep gummies. Get yourself some melatonin. Get yourself some CBD. And just, you know, try your best to do like Kylie does and come up with random stories to fall asleep. Whoa. Why are you going to attack <laughs> me like that? <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a tip. I was endorsing. Yeah. Yeah. If you've listened to that episode and you know that I tell myself stories to help fall asleep. Try it. it yeah, works. I imagine you fall asleep and you're like, ah. yeah, it's Weird. it's distracting from your anxiety. It shouldn't distract you from falling asleep. That's a sign that it's not a good tactic. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Um, weirdly, I feel like I do sometimes actually picture like the sheep jumping over the fence or like whatever you're supposed to do in like the nursery rhyme or like what you get yeah. told as like a kid. I actually do that sometimes. So yeah, try it out. I also like counting backwards from a hundred. Like, mm-hmm. but you have to do it nice and slow. Put some Mississippis in there. Yeah, how know? much would it suck to get to zero and you're still like, God. <laughs> it's uh, Truthfully, it's happened to me before. Not a lot, <laughs> but it has happened. But yeah, definitely get some good night's sleep. I know I'm a cranky mess if I don't get my sleep. So prioritize it. Sleep. Don't let hustle culture tell you that you shouldn't be sleeping eight hours a night. You absolutely should. So that's Very true. But that is everything that we have for this episode. So besties, I know our episodes come out on a Tuesday. So if you ex- just experienced Sunday scaries, sorry. I hope you're doing okay. I hope your <laughs> My week's not going. <laughs> yeah, literally. I hope your week's not going as bad as you anticipated it going based on your Sunday scaries anxiety. And we hope that this upcoming Sunday, you can use this episode as a bit of a tool and a resource to help you navigate those Sunday scaries. And just remember that it's super valid. It's super normal. We've all experienced it at some point in some capacity, and we're going to get through it. It's going to be fine, and you're doing great, and you're killing it, and I'm proud of you. So work it, sister. 
Love that. I feel like one thing I want to add on like a closing note that I feel like we could have mentioned earlier is mm-hmm. like having the Sunday scariest doesn't mean that like you hate your job or like oh, you yeah. hate your life. I just feel like everyone struggles with like that transition from the weekend to the weekdays, even if you love what you're doing. So yeah, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily like a red flag if you're experiencing the Sunday scaries, but I'm sure yeah. it could get to a point where you have more anxiety than is like you should. And at that point you should definitely yeah. talk to a professional. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because I yeah. think, I, I think you don't necessarily have to like hate your life to experience the Sunday scaries. I think yeah. everyone does. I think arguably it may even be a good sign that like you are at the right job if you like care enough yeah have these sort of not always not always but it that's a good sign that you care um but that was a really good point to bring up with that that's everything we have today so follow us on instagram send us an anonymous suggestion in our suggestion box linked below we will also have some of those articles that we mentioned linked below if you want to do some more sunday scary literature um rate us on apple Podcasts, like we mentioned it really helps us get awesome guests and just you know get up there in the charts and everything we would really appreciate it mm-hmm. and that's it yeah we will chat with you guys next tuesday bye besties bye